Hello, welcome to He's Hot But Something's Off with me, just Joey T. For those watching the video version of the podcast, it's available on Spotify, on my YouTube channel, Just Joey T. I am wearing a headband uh, that I usually wear when I'm in the bathroom and putting moisturizer or toner or whatnot on my face. My hair has gone so long that it is actively poking into my eyes. So even when I'm at home, I'm wearing a headband like this just to keep the hair out of my eyes or I'm wearing a hat and I haven't actually done up my hair like try to style my hair for I think two or three weeks now and I'm just going to the gym with a hat um, anytime I go off the house to do anything uh, I'm wearing a hat but I grew up my hair early in the pandemic and it's been some version of long for I don't know we're three years now uh, since the pandemic started, and I've got an appointment with my hairstylist uh, this week to get it to be quite a lot shorter. I was re-watching one of my YouTube videos from, ooh, I don't know, the end of about a year ago, and my hair was quite a bit shorter, and I think I'm going to take a chunk of my hair out. I'm going to have them cut it to be like half the length that it is you can't see it uh exactly how long it is right now but it, if i pull it down uh in front of my forehead in front of my face it definitely goes down i think i can touch the tip of my nose like the bottom of my nose that's how long it is um i love that well i don't love it but i'm kind of thankful in a unthankful way that my hair has a lot of volume because a lot of people sometimes get comments. They say, oh, wow, your hair looks so great. It's got so much volume. What do you do to it? And I tell them, there's no product in my hair. And I didn't use a hairdryer today. Um, I got that comment like earlier this month. So I'm kind of thankful that my hair has a lot of volume in it because a lot of people would love more volume. I hear people complaining about how the hair is limp and flat all the time. You always want what you don't have right? The grass is always greener on the other side. So I actually want my hair to not have so much volume. Uh, and it's really annoying when my hair is shorter because my hair was just stick straight out in every which direction. It doesn't want to lay flat. And for shorter men's hairstyles, that is not usually like a desirable thing. But when I grew my hair out early in the pandemic, I found that, that oh, with the hair that I have, it's kind of nice to have it be longer because it kind of weighs and pulls the hair down so that it doesn't just like fly in whatever direction by itself. And it's actually kind of easier to style. But um, it's sometimes long hair is annoying. I don't know how people that with super long hair, usually girls that have hair that is down to their neck or... Uh, below their shoulders, have really long hair. It just sounds like super annoying. I mean, my hair is not even that long, honestly. Uh, by, by men's standards, it's kind of on the longer side, but like, you know, hair can go way longer. It's already so annoying. So this week, I'm getting it trimmed. I would get, have gotten it trimmed earlier, except my hairstylist, which I love, He's great, and he's where my gym is, and he does an awesome job. It's the first time I found a hairstylist that, um, first of all, is just like a good person. Like, it's good to chat with him, good to hang out with him, but is also like a good hairstylist. He actually understands my weird hair. Um, he is not the least expensive uh, person to go to for a haircut, and on my... Um, 
it, it doesn't fit into my budget to get a haircut from him as frequently as I would like. So the last time I went in for a haircut, I'm going every two months to get a haircut. And my hair grows fast enough that if the money wasn't a concern, I should be going to him every three weeks. So we're pushing 12 weeks, honestly. Uh, and I sometimes will cut my hair, trim the sides by myself. So that's what I did uh, about a month ago. But it's so unmanageable now that I'm going to go see him and then drop the cash. Like you have to you have to tip your hairstylist, honestly. It's like when you go to a bar, like you have to tip the bartender. Is kind of sort of like that. Um, one of the reasons I'm getting the haircut now, because... Uh, Usually these days, because I'm at home so much, um, I'll get a haircut before I go to some sort of event. So um, if I'm about to go on a cruise, go on a vacation, go on some sort of trip where I'll see like, I don't know, actual people, um, then I'll get my haircut. But I don't have any parties or any trips or anything coming up. But one of the reasons I'm doing it now is because I'm going to try to get into TikTok this is how old and out of touch I am with what quote unquote kids are doing these days. I had to Google like what are some easy to make type of TikTok videos because I need to get into TikTok for like marketing reasons. So it's partially to start getting more comfortable with TikTok for the business that I'm trying to start. Because part of the strategy is like, marketing is so key when it comes to any sort of business, um, especially these days. We need to market on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, like everything. The the old, not old, but the more traditional way of advertising where you run ads on websites and that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, there's, there's still a place for that, but people spend so much time on social media that I have to have some basic understanding of all the major platforms. And I don't really use TikTok, so I don't really understand. It's like a whole different world. I feel like TikTok is not like Twitter. And by the way, I refuse to call it X. I'm just going to call it Twitter because I think X is a dumb name. And like, I'm just going to call it Twitter. TikTok isn't like Twitter and it's not like Instagram and none of those things. They're all they're not like Facebook or Tumblr. All, they're all different. They're all a little bit different. But I know that TikTok is pretty important from a marketing point of view. So there's the business. I'm trying to start that eventually. I'll probably need to somehow advertise on TikTok, have a presence there at least. But I'm also wanting to have just my own personal, I was going to say influencer, but I'm not. Uh, I want my own personal uh, presence on TikTok as well. And TikTok's algorithm is also quite different. On YouTube, for example, so YouTube is the platform I am the most familiar with. If you are able to consistently and regularly release content, uh, the YouTube algorithm uh, praises and rewards consistency. So my YouTube channel, ages and ages ago, three, uh, not eight, nine, ten years ago, I used to post uh, every week or twice a week or something like that. Because I was doing diary style vlogs, and that's easy to just crunch out. That's before uh, the channel morphed into what you see today, which is all about the cruises. And I've got kind of party videos, the travel videos, and like the advice videos. It's kind of fit into like a niche. And I don't do the typical vlogging uh, videos on there anymore. 
And for me, I'm kind of sort of migrated a little bit away from YouTube. Uh, I'm not there to try to make the algorithms happy. I'm not there to really make money, honestly. Um, there's a way to monetize uh, your YouTube channel. So if you meet certain requirements, you can be part of their, I forgot what the name of the program is. It's like the YouTube partner program, something like that, where you get uh, some of the revenue from the ads that run on your videos. You'll all have seen ads that when you click on a YouTube video, there's an ad that runs and there are, maybe there's an ad in the middle and that kind of stuff. So obviously Google does ads, but uh, the creator, whoever made that video, uh, they can be eligible, they meet the requirements to get a share of the ad revenue as well. Um, I don't know what the requirements are. I was able to join the program like many, many years ago, like six, seven, eight years ago when the requirements were like way, way easier. If I started brand new now, I don't think I would qualify. But honestly, you need so many views on your YouTube videos to actually make any remotely significant amount of money on there. I've got 18,000 subscribers. I don't put out videos regularly anymore. I put videos out when I feel like it, but um, I do like YouTube because it's so great for there to be an outlet that anyone can put any sort of video out there. And TikTok is kind of sort of like the next generation. So I think one of the things I want to do on TikTok is go back to vlogging. I used to just, when I'm doing my everyday thing, I would just turn the camera on. The last time I did that was early in the pandemic where I did a vlog on YouTube every single day for like over a hundred days. Uh, you can literally talk about anything, but yeah, I'm going to start to get into uh, TikTok. If you all have, <laughs> I, there's only like three of you that makes comments on the YouTube version of this video, but if any of y'all have any TikTok advice, how to get started on TikTok, put them down below in the YouTube comments. Um, so it's a little bit of tangent, but if I'm going to be starting to do videos all the time, I need to look decent. And this hair that I haven't cut and trimmed or anything in two months is not going to do it. So I'm getting the haircut partially so that I can start playing around with uh, recording videos for TikTok. Um, that, 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 that's like the main, that's like the main reason, very LA reason, you know. Anytime anyone does anything in LA, it's for like the image, you know, in like some way, shape or form. But, you know, if I'm going to start regularly putting myself on camera again on the daily or on the regular on something I throw on the Internet, I should. I mean, the least I can do is honestly, like, get a haircut. So there you go. Speaking of LA. Uh, oh, by the way, I got my car. I got delivered this week. Awesome. It came early. I'm I, I'm mobile again. I can actually go places, but. Speaking of LA and driving, uh, I live just off of Santa Monica Boulevard, which is one of the uh, major roads uh, that kind of cuts through. It cuts through a whole bunch of different cities in the LA in LA County. So, like, it goes from Santa Monica um, uh, on the west end of it, and it goes through Los Angeles, through Beverly Hills, through West Hollywood into Hollywood. I think so. It it kind of it, it's a really it, it's it's a one of one of the major streets. It's only got two or three lanes, um, um, the stretch in West Hollywood, but they're repaving it, so uh, none of the markings are there. But literally earlier this week, two cars uh, ran red lights right in front of my face. So I walk to the gym and back most days. And literally just this week, there's a Mini Cooper. I was about to, uh, I was waiting to cross and the light was about to change and I hadn't crossed yet. But like right in front of my eyes, this Mini Cooper just like blatantly 
ran the red light. And, you know, when you're driving and you're coming up to an intersection and you're you're going, you know, the car's moving at the speed of traffic and you like speed up when it turns yellow and you just barely make the red or like the light turns red while you're in the intersection, kind of like that, you're pushing it. That I can understand because like we've all been there, honestly. But, like the light was already red for like, a bit before this guy even entered the intersection and the way he was like he slowed down a little bit but it's like he was just like nudging his way elbowing his way into the intersection which was like very annoying for me and then oh, there's this other car oh my god this 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 effing camry i was waiting to cross santa monica boulevard it didn't have any of the markings on it um so i think the drivers are a little thrown by that but it still has lights the light had turned red, and then the little flashing pedestrian person, um, like the pedestrian crossing sign said, you can cross. So I started crossing, and I looked left, and this Camry just didn't see the red light, like literally. And I do this thing now where when you're walking as a pedestrian in Los Angeles, so many drivers here are not used to looking for pedestrians. I don't know what it is, but... I've driven for long enough in various cities that I have learned the lesson to, you know, before you come out of a driveway, uh, before you come out to the road, there's usually a sidewalk. You need to look for pedestrians as you, like, go from one street to the next. Anytime you're in, at an intersection, you need to look for pedestrians. If you have, like, a stop sign, if it's, like, a red light or you're pulling out of the driveway or, like, a parking lot, you always have to look for pedestrians. So it surprises me so many people do not look for pedestrians. Um, just when they, when, they, when they come out of a driveway or whatever, when they, when they cross the sidewalk, they don't look for pedestrians. But this Camry, I had started crossing, and this Camry had ran the red light to my left. I was, like, coming at me, going very slow, to be completely honest. But, like, she stopped, but she stopped in the middle of the intersection because she just didn't see the red light. And, like... I don't know. I do this thing now where I glare at drivers that don't see me if I'm, like, about to cross their path and, like, I'm on the sidewalk. There's this one crosswalk that um, I usually take between my house and the gym, and it's not an intersection. It's one of those zebra crosswalks that's just randomly in the middle of the road, which I don't think is the best design. But anyways, it's going to be one of those things where you have to depend on the drivers to kind of see you, and you as the pedestrian, just kind of have to wait on the curb and wait for a driver that is going to slow down for you before you cross because it's like a major road. It's not a pedestrian crossing that's typical that drivers expect. It, drivers expect you to be... It, they, drivers expect crosswalks to be at intersections. This was not in an intersection. It's in the middle of a block. Um, but yeah, uh, it, that's, always like it, that's always weird every time I have to take that crosswalk because... Sometimes you get a person that sees you and you're kind of between park cars. So like, I kind of understand, but there are some drivers where like, I know they see me and they just like blatantly ignore the pedestrian because in LA, sometimes it just feels like it's such a car place. And a lot of there, a lot of LA is not very walkable. So I guess there's not, unless you go to Hollywood and like that, that that's a shit show with tourists and everything. But yeah, I, I do this thing where I just, I, if I'm, if you're pulling out of a driveway and I'm, like, right there and you don't see me, like, I, I will glare. But, like, I mean, one time, but sometimes I just want to, like, yell at the cars. Like, I was, 
uh, just today I was walking home and I was I was on the uh, sidewalk. This car coming out of the driveway was only looking left, but you know they're only looking for cars. They're not looking for me. And like he comes up right in front of me, and I almost felt like saying, "Hey, you need to look both ways when you come up the driveway." You know, like this, you're crossing a sidewalk. Do you not know how to look right? I can get like so effing sarcastic with that kind of stuff. So for me, that's annoying. Like when when I'm a pedestrian, I'm annoyed at the way people drive. And but when I'm driving, I'm also like. I'm just annoyed by drivers all the time. I'm I'm just constantly annoyed by other drivers. It is so annoying. People make fun of that in LA. People are not very good drivers. <sighs> Someone asked me about this actually. It's like, oh yeah, you, you you live in LA. Like drivers there are like horrible, right? I don't think drivers initially they're they're not the best drivers. I will give you that. But I think in LA, in a weird way, it kind of sort of works because here are my theory. Everyone is kind of sort of the same level of a mediocre driver. When everyone kind of sort of drives in a similar fashion, there's compatibility, right? If you get a whole bunch of different types of drivers in the same place, some are fast, some are slow, some people pay attention, some people don't, some people are raging, some people are not. I think that's where it actually might be more dangerous. But when everyone kind of sort of goes to similar speed, everyone kind of drives the same way, everyone is not paying attention to the same stuff, in a way, it kind of sort of works because everyone's doing the same thing. So everyone is predictable and everyone around you kind of drives like you. The fact that everyone does the same thing, um, I think that's where it kind of sort of works. Like when you merge into a freeway in LA, um, everyone kind of merges the same way. Um, so in, in a weird way, that works. When I was living in Washington, D.C., um, and I didn't drive that much there, but I remember when I did drive, I, I had to go into, like, the middle of D.C. for whatever reason. That's, like, some people are driving quickly, and their pants are on fire. Some people are not, and that's where I thought it was actually more dangerous and scary because you get a mix of all sorts of different drivers driving all sorts of different ways, and that's where I feel like... You get more road rage. You get more people like speeding. That's people are less predictable because you don't know if a driver coming at you is crazy or not crazy, or they're fast or slow. They're aware of you. They're not aware of you. So in a weird way, I feel like most people, vast majority of people here in LA are stereotypical LA drivers, and it kind of sort of works. But as a pedestrian, it can be real annoying, real fast. All right, I want to talk about that job search situation. For a hot second, it's not going. I feel like this is the first time where I've applied to this many jobs. I threw my resume out there, and I pretty much have had zero tickers. Um, I think the economy, the job market is, despite what you see on the news, it really depends on what industry and type of job you're going for, right? It's been a lot uh, in the news in the U.S. about... Uh, the unions that are variously taking actions. So we have like the writers, the actors, uh, the auto workers. Um, and I just heard um, Kaiser Permanente, which is one of like the hospital systems here, one of the medical systems. I think they are on the verge of striking. So there's all this like union potential strike action or actual strike action going on right now. Um, so for me, I'm not a part of union though. Uh, throwing resumes out there and not getting that much, uh, not getting that much response. 
which is like whatever. But I'm thinking this might be kind of sort of, I don't know, uh, God's way of telling me maybe you are not meant to go back to a nine to five and the type of IT job that you were doing before. I mean, I've said before, I would kind of sort of like it right now. I don't have a problem with it. I'd said before that it's not the IT work that I uh, didn't like so much. It was like the work culture, the way my boss has treated me, that kind of stuff that I didn't like before. Um, but yeah, uh, on the flip side of that, I'm pretty lazy when it comes to applying for jobs. I have one resume that I send to everyone and I just throw that resume out. I fill out the form, name, phone number, email, just blah, blah, blah. And I just hit submit. And I'm not doing the custom cover letters. Um, and I was reading, there was this debate where, uh, on LinkedIn or something, I guess, whether it would be better to try to message someone um, like the, the manager or like the executive or like the team that uh, works for the company you're applying to for that job, or you should just kind of put the resume out there. But so this person that made this post on LinkedIn, where the post was basically, if you're going to apply to a job posting at a company, like don't try to message the manager or the VP or the director or whoever, because, you know, like a million people would do that. And he's like a director of whatever, whatever VP person. And he says, well, if you message me, I'm just going to say you have to go through HR anyways. But then all these other people respond and say, oh, I wouldn't have got this job that I have now if I didn't message the whoever and then that's how I got this job. So like there's all that kind of stuff. I'm also of the thought that I don't want to have to message and whatever bug someone because when I was a manager or director or whatever in my previous jobs and someone messaged me, I'd be thinking you need to go through HR. So yeah, I don't know if this is like God's way of saying you know, work on your work on starting your business and work on your whatever other stuff. Uh, maybe you know you shouldn't be going back, but that kind of means that it's kind of sort of like fate. And I don't really believe in fate. I think I kind of believe in. I don't really believe in like you know uh, getting some sort of signal like where things are meant to be or not meant to be. I'm usually more of a type of person where um, it, it, if something happens, it happens. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. But I don't usually subscribe to the theory that things are meant to be or not to be in the sense that something is fate or it's kind of sort of predetermined. I'm more of the thought that um, things are partially luck and chance and uh, partially uh, just a random chaos of the world. I guess that's chaos theory. I think I've never looked it up, but don't quote me. Uh, and also partially just actions that people take, including myself, that contributes to whether, you know, something happens or not, right? Um, yeah, but I've never really believed in fate. And something that I've always held is that there's ne I don't believe that there's one person out there for everyone. I've never believed that. My theory has always been there could be um, a number of people out in the world that if you met them, uh, I guess right place and time, you know, there's a little bit of a luck and chance that uh, factors into it. But there could be uh, multiple people, a number of people that if you were somehow able to meet them and able to 
develop a relationship with them, then you could be like very extremely happy with them. You could fall in love with that person. But I don't believe that there's only one person out there for everyone. And it could be possible that you meet multiple of those number of people um, or you might end up not meeting any of them. But I always believe that there's definitely a number, not just one person, there's multiple people out there that through luck or chance or circumstance or whatever, that if you're able to meet one or multiple of them, um, that you could be very, very happy spending the rest of your life with them. Um, it doesn't fit into like that fairy tale of like, oh, like this is like my, this is like the one, blah, 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 blah. I, I just never, ever subscribe to that. But I also don't believe in fate. Yeah, I don't believe that. Oh, um, anything in my life was meant to be a certain way. I think sometimes it's nice um, in like a friendship situation to say to someone like, oh, you didn't get this job. Oh, you know what? It was meant to be. Like th this job wasn't meant for you. You're, you're meant for something better. Or, you know, if you had a bad breakup or something, you're comforting a friend. It's like, oh, he's not the one. You were meant to be with him. Um, <sighs> those are not the types of things uh, I think I, hmm, I don't, have I ever said that to any friends? You know what? I don't know, but um, that's probably, <laughs> because I don't believe in that stuff anyways, I think that's probably not something I would want my friends to tell me not that my friends are listening to this uh anyways but um yeah so i don't know the other thing i keep reminding myself though about this job situation is everything is temporary and i, I was just watching a youtuber doing a video and uh she mentioned the exact same thing and it's like that really caught my ear but i have come to um realize this I'm um, only four or five years ago, and everything in life, in a way, is temporary. My existence is temporary. Um, this house is temporary. Jobs are kind of sort of temporary. Uh, the relationships you have could be temporary. There are very few things in life that are so permanent that if you commit or don't commit to something, things are so fleeting that you shouldn't get so caught up with it, right? Things will go away, but then new things will appear as well. Uh, I think I mentioned this once on the podcast, but sometimes I'll, uh, I'll say, uh, sometimes I think to myself, three years ago or even five years ago, which is, you know, like not that long ago, but could you imagine your life today as it is three years ago or two years ago or four or five years ago? And every time I ask myself that question, the answer has always been, no, I could not have imagined my life the way it is today, three years ago, um, you know, if I had a time machine. Um, and I, any, any, at any point in time over the last, like ever, over like the last, my whole adult life, at least, um, when I was, you know, like a teenager, like going to school and stuff, like the family life was like very whatever. Like obviously when I was in the ninth grade, I could have easily said, oh, you know, uh, in three years, when you hit senior high, you're going to graduate and go to college. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I, I probably could have expected that. But ever since I graduated college and I've came out to like the real world, pretty much like the 
everything that I've experienced, including like my living situation, my friendships, uh, relationships, uh, which there's not that many of, um, and all that kind of stuff, the experiences I've had, the things I've experienced, it, it, it's, it's been so like a constantly changing thing uh, that in a way I just have to remind myself sometimes you know, everything, everything is temporary. So being quote unquote jobless, you know, is temporary. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to give myself a free pass to just like sit on my ass all the time and like not trying to make something happen. Right. Uh, but again, that's where it goes back to my point of, um, I feel like, you know, it, things that happen, yes, there's a little bit of luck and chance and circumstance, but it's also dependent on actions that people take, including the actions that I take, you know, like if I want to change a situation, I should feel empowered to like do something about it. If I don't like that, I don't have a nine to five job, then I should put effort into getting a nine to five job, right? If I'm not happy about my, one of my relationships, you know, I should, I should try to take some action. I'm not the type that sit around. I'm going to say, well, this situation sucks, but I'm sure it's going to work out in the end without me trying to do any, uh, taking a sort of action to change that situation or make it better or whatever. Um, and sometimes the advice I give people, especially if it's like a job situation, is, you know what, if, 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 you, if I have a friend that hates their job and they're always complaining about it, I would actually recommend that friend, have you thought about working somewhere? I just I was on LinkedIn just now, and uh, one of my uh, good friends from Google uh, that I worked with, uh, he got hit by the one of the mass layoffs at Google, unfortunately, and he just uh, posted how he just um, had, you know, taken on some contract work after being laid off by Google, and then he was basically he was starting to explore life outside of Google because he, he was he was into Google right out of college. He worked there for like 10 years or something like that. So pretty much his entire professional career has just been Google and then like Google lays him off. Um, but I also remember saying uh, when I was, after I quit Google and he was still there and once in a while we talk and he would be like, yeah, this thing and that thing is still kind of messed up at work and blah, blah, blah. And I know the type of work that he does, but I would always nudge him to be like, and I'm not telling you to quit your job. You know, that's up to you. But like, just see what other options are out there. Jobs are not permanent, especially in this day and age. Like anyone could be laid off at any moment. And like, I, if I find a job tomorrow, like a nine to five job or just work for any company, I go into it with the attitude that, I'm just going to be in the present. I'm just going to take it a day at a time. But I'm definitely for sure not going to depend on the company or this employer for anything remotely long term. Like you, you could you could like fire me tomorrow and like that just, you know, some, if, if it's a layoff or something um, or someone just, yeah, just gets fired for some other reasons. Like companies can do that. So the company doesn't love you back. So I just have to remind myself you know what, if I want something and I want to pursue something, yeah, a little sprinkle of luck is required. Sometimes you just have one of those days or weeks or months where, you know, it's just shitty and like things are not going your way. We've all had bad days, honestly, where one thing goes wrong and another thing goes wrong and a third thing goes wrong. And it's just like, those are days where you really need to just really, really trying. But 
Yeah, uh, maybe this is one of those few times where I kind of sort of can believe that the universe might be nudging me. I don't, I'm not going to say, you know, it's just fate or it's predetermined or this is meant to be that I'm having some trouble finding uh, a nine to five job when I've been kind of looking at the job postings pretty much every single day for the last month or so. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say this is predetermined, but it could be a sign possibly that, yeah, maybe uh, some greater power possibly thinks I shouldn't go to the 95 right now. So I'm going to keep working on my business. I need to set up a call with um, some lawyers. I need to talk to some lawyer casters to make sure, like, I'm starting this business, like, properly. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. I didn't think this career break would last this long, <laughs> for sure. But when I first started career break, I was like, I, 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 was, I was burnt out, and I didn't know... I mean, I could have, in retrospect now, like, I can probably, if I really tried to have just kept the job and just literally be doing the minimum, getting the paycheck, whatever, but I was so burnt out, and I was pretty unhappy that like, I just needed to put myself first, and it's... And it's uh, the weird thing about money is I've had a decent income for most of my professional career, which I'm also thankful for. I've got a little bit of money in the bank, not a lot, but a little bit, um, has had a lot of, had some savings and stuff. Um, but it's also one of those things where, uh, when you have the steady paycheck coming in, you, you have, you have problems. The paycheck's not big enough or, you know, you, you can't, uh, some people, they just don't make that much money. And, you know, we're hearing about the cost of living and the inflation and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of workers not, you know, they're not getting pay raises to keep up with the inflation. And, you know, when it's a problem to pay your bills, yeah, that sucks. I mean, I start to earn more and more money, though. Um, sometimes more money, more problems, like a different set of problems, right? You know, you, you have to pay way more in taxes and that kind of stuff. Um, but also sometimes... <laughs> You know, uh, sometimes money isn't a problem when you have it. And when you don't have it, it's like a whole other set of problems, right? So I feel like money's a problem no matter where you have it or not. It's just a different set of problems. It's easy for me to, you know, see celebrities or people that are very um, financially successful, if you will. And from my point of like not having a steady paycheck come in and for me to look, watch TV or whatever and look at those people and be like, Oh yeah, they, it must be so easy just to have like I don't know boatloads of money coming in every week, every month, every year. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, no one lives the perfect life, so uh, I, I think I'm just a little I don't know jealous that I don't have the steady steady paycheck coming in right now. I'm a very um, part of my upbringing. It this work rears head because um, not having that regular paycheck, uh, I've been always taught to value that regular paycheck the consistency so not having it come in i think after this is my 10th month into the career break i'm, I'm gonna have to use air quotes for that quote-unquote career break 10 months in i think that's where it's starting to like wear on me a little bit that i haven't had steady money coming in uh for a while now so well 
We're going to keep, uh, I'm going to try my best. Uh, I'm, I'm gone so lazy. I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I'm, I'm doing better. I'm, uh, uh, we're moving in with, we're getting on with the, the small business. Um, I'm going to take it a day at a time. And, you know, if there's a company out there that uh, is going to look at my resume, um, I won't say no, but uh, I won't think it's going to be fate or not. But, you know, yeah, if, if they hit me up and want to give an interview, I won't say no to that. And uh, we will end the podcast with that. Remember, the video version of this podcast, you want to check out my always awesome ways of pushing my hair back. I was wearing a hat last time on the last podcast, and I was editing the video, and I noticed that the hat kept slipping back from the start of the video where it was on properly, and then by the end of the video, it was, like, slipping back. Uh, But anyways... Yeah, video version of this podcast. It's available on Spotify. Ah, my headphones, my headphones are coming off. Video version of this podcast is available on Spotify and also on my YouTube channel, just Joey T. Until next time. Bye.